the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast. Today we will hear a classic message from Bishop Greer. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. And uh, the, the split that was at this point about, uh, was about that long just suddenly closed. And there's no explanation. It just closed. And um, the, the Lord was real clear with me. It's like, son, I want you to submit to the doctor. So throughout the process... Whatever the doctors told me to do, I submitted to the doctors. They wanted a surgery, I went to surgery. Um, and I said, okay, Lord, when this doctor inspects this thing on Friday, if it's completely closed and he calls off the surgery, I'll, 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 I won't uh, go for surgery. But I'm not going to call it on my own and say we won't have surgery. Because I know what I'm feeling, but you know, I don't have eyes in the back of my head. And uh, it was behind me. And I, I went to the doctor, and he said it's completely closed. There was no explanation for it. There was another time I had an incurable skin disease. Doctors had messed with it two or three times. It was a very painful process. It was a painful location. There was no cure. But I was in the Word, in the Word. And one night, I had been dealing with this for months. One night before I went to bed, I knew that I knew that I knew. First, you get it on the inside. You hear what I'm saying? And then, the next morning I woke up, Totally gone to the glory of the king. The, the, the last time was a time all of you witnessed. I'm lactose intolerant. I was, sorry, I was lactose intolerant. And what was difficult for me, particularly when I travel overseas, is I'm lactose intolerant and then I'm motion sick. So you get on the airplane, everything has milk and cheese on it when it comes to, to, to airplane food. And you don't know how much milk is in everything until you're lactose intolerant. So when you're like, I get nauseous when I drink milk. I'd want to vomit and all. It was, it was a terrible thing. So, you know, when I fly, I'd be motion sick, and then I'd be sick to my stomach. So it was, it was a terrible, 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 terrible situation. And um, one day, uh, I've been meditating on some truths, and I, I was in the Word of God. And uh, I remember we were going to Eddie's in, uh, uh, we, in, in, in Alexandria. I love their chicken sandwiches, by the way. And uh, that's free. Uh, I, in my heart, it wasn't as certain as the other times, to be frank with you. But in my heart, I was like, Lord, I think I got it. You see, healing starts like a seed. You can't harvest a seed. It, a seed, you put in the ground, you water it. You watch it grow. And then when it's big enough, then you, you, you pull the corn and, and cook it and eat it. 
But with healing, listen, when you get it in seed form, don't try to harvest it. Don't throw away your glasses. You hear what I'm saying? Just because you received the word. It may not be full grown yet. But, but I, I felt in my heart that I, I, I think, Lord, you, you did this thing. I mean, it, it's manifesting, if you will. Let me tell you something. I get violently sick. I used to get violently sick when I ate cheese. I, I, I'd, I'd get dizzy. I'd want to throw up. I'd go get quiet. And, and the kids are like, what's wrong with dad? You know, it, it's just I'm trying not to fall down. And it, it was a terrible thing. So we went to the restaurant, and in fear and trembling, I ate a sandwich. It was delicious. Chicken, and, and it had his cheese on it. And I waited. And my mind, no, listen, everything in my mind was that you're going to feel it in a minute. It's gonna, you're going to feel it. I didn't. And then 10 minutes passed, 15, 20. I'm okay. And then I, I went home. But on, on my way home, I was in the car. And I had a, 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 just an image in my heart of Jesus on the cross. It was like I saw a picture of his stomach and him bearing my disease on Calvary. Just a picture. And that just helped to confirm what was happening. I wasn't sick. But I was like, okay, it was American cheese really gets me sick. But, you know, that, was, that, that cheese was probably provolone or something. So I was like, you know, maybe, you know. And I, all that's going on in my head. By the time I get home, I see that picture. And I also know faith without works is dead. But at the same time, you don't do stupidness. You know, just try. So, you know, I'm walking in the balance and it's in fear and trembling. I get home. And then I go into the refrigerator. And I pour the dreaded cup of milk. <laughs> I swallow. Before I even drink. Because my brain is like, you are going to be so sick. I take the cup. I drink it. You see, with cheese, it takes usually, sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes a half hour before it feels like a gorilla standing on my chest. But with milk, it's instant. And I drank it. And I'm still standing. I'm not perspiring. I don't feel like throwing up. 10, 15, half hour, hour. And I'm, I'm still, I'm okay. And suddenly I'm harvesting that thing I believe. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? But then we have a breakthrough Sunday that night. And I know that there's faith working on the inside of me. And I was like, listen, I want to get this on the people. So we, we come into service. And that night, on the way to service, I buy a big jug of chocolate milk. <laughs> I haven't had chocolate milk in years. And in front of everybody here that evening, I drunk, and my wife was getting sick looking at me. Because she knew my reaction to chocolate milk. You see, your brain's one place, but deep down in my heart, with my spit, you know, it, was an, it was another thing. And your, your brain will sometimes trouble you over spiritual things that you know on the inside, but your brain's fighting you. And she was cringing, and she was hoping I didn't throw up on everybody in the room. Proje- it would have been projectile the way I was <laughs> drinking. I chugged the whole thing. And then you heard me tell the testimony. And I called folks up that were likewise lactose intolerant. And I, I, I was fine. I belched, though, but I was fine. More information than you want. <laughs> but people who are lactose intolerant, several of them are here, including your baby, right? Your baby was. And there was a few others 
that will heal. But Arthur, he is also he was also lactose intolerant. And did you throw up and stuff? I don't know. Normally. Yeah. Okay, he was a throw upper too. <laughs> so, you know, the faith of God is on me. And I tell Arthur to drink milk. Arthur goes home, he's obedient to his pastor. He loves his pastor. Arthur drinks milk. Did you throw up? He throws up. So I don't remember all the details. It may have been the next Sunday or whatever. Um, I was like, God, I'm such a bad pastor. Here I am. I'm excited about what you're doing in my life. I'm making people throw up. God, he's probably never going to have faith in you as a healer again. Oh, God, I'm a bad guy. And then actually I came up the next Sunday. Because let me tell you something. I'm going to tell this thing as it is. I'm not going to make up stuff. And I told him to drink, and I was going to announce the church. Yeah, I told him to drink, but guess what? Uh, he threw up. And uh, so I was coming to share that. But as I came to share it, if my memory served me right, the, the scripture came to mind where Jesus laid hands on a man. Then when he laid hands on the man, he only, he was laying, the man was blind. And, and what happened was the man saw people in the form of trees. He couldn't see clearly. So God had to lay hands on him again, Jesus did. And then he saw clearly. That scripture started coming in my heart. And let me tell you something. After you make someone throw up the first time, <laughs> you don't want to do it again. So now I'm sweating like I just had a glass of milk. I am nervous. But I hear the Lord telling him, say, telling me to tell him to go do it again. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, t- I, 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 I tell Arthur, I said, Arthur, go do it again. This is true submission. Arthur goes and he does it again. Arthur, were you okay the next time? The next time he drank milk, no throwing up, no vomiting. Listen, this thing doesn't always happen neatly. Some things are progressive. Even with the healing of that cut, I was in pain still for several weeks when I sat down afterwards. But the thing was closed. And over time, the pain began to reside and go away. Sometimes it's progressive. Sometimes it's instant. I I don't have a formula for how things are going to work. But I do know my God is a healer. Let's go to 1 Peter. We have about 15 minutes. Let's, Let's go to 1 Peter 2 and 24. Watch Peter's emphasis. The reason why many of you are not getting healed is because you have a wrong emphasis. I'm telling you what I know, not what I think, okay? Peter begins in verse 24. This, this, this will change your life if you hear me. He himself. You see, Peter didn't teach this weirdness, have faith in your faith, all that craziness. He didn't teach that. The emphasis was on him. You see, many of us, we go for healing, but the emphasis is, do I have unforgiveness in my heart? Am I doing this right? Oh, God can't heal me because I, stop it. Your emphasis is on your faith. Your emphasis is on your behavior. But how come Jesus never, we, we've taught on this. He never interviewed someone before he healed them. Did, were you a good boy this morning? You know, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do that? No. He simply put his hand on them. The emphasis was on Jesus, not on them. Are you with me? Now, there is another side of that, but we'll teach that another time. He himself. Listen, when you put the emphasis on your good works, okay, 
You say, Bishop, he was a pastor and he died. Bishop, he was a deacon. Oh, she was a lovely lady and she died of this disease. Your statement betrays your unbelief. Your, your statement is actually telling you what your problem is. You think because they're positioned in the church or because they're good or bad, they're supposed to be healed. That's your problem. It's because he was good, because he was righteous, because he bore it. That's why I'm healed. It's not based on me. When you get the emphasis off you, it's easy to believe. I mean, with the things that Foster's went through my head during worship service. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, some Sundays I'm in here, stuff's all types of things are crossing through my mind. If I had faith in me, I couldn't stand to preach. I have faith in my Jesus. Are you hearing me? And by the way, my head's not always that ugly. But every now and then, man, there's the war, there's a battle going on in the brain. To take captive every thought and bring it into the obedience of Jesus. He himself bore our sins. He's about to talk about healing, but he's saying the emphasis is on him. Isaiah 53. He did this for us. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for what? Righteousness. Then he goes on and makes a statement. By his what? Wounds you have been what? What does heal mean according to Matthew 7 and 16? Spirits driven out and with a word all healed. According to Matthew, being healed is getting demons out of your life and physically getting things that have gone wrong corrected. Let's go to John 3 and 13. Let's go a little bit deeper. I want to position you to receive from God. Stop all this self-righteousness nonsense. It's based on his righteousness. No one will ever be good enough to deserve a healing. How many of you got good enough and then got saved? So why are you doing that with healing? That's nonsense. It's not biblical. You you, you were saved not by works. You hear me? But by faith, by grace. He says here, no one, Jesus speaking, has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Now watch closely. Just as... Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be what? If you want to understand how to receive from the lifted up Jesus, you have to learn from how they receive from the lifted up snake. It says, just as. Jesus saying there's a parallel, a likeness, a similarity that should not be missed. He says, just as Moses lifted up the snake. Last week we covered this. He who knew no sin became sin. Jesus became a snake. He became sin for us. And that's the imagery of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be what? Lifted up. If you understand the process with this snake, you will understand what to finally do with the cross. Let's go to Numbers 21, 8 through 10. Uh, People were complaining against Moses. And not not against God, against Moses. See, that's what people do. They think, well, I'm complaining against the leader, and they think God got their back. No, when you're complaining against God-ordained righteous authority, you're ultimately complaining against God. Uh, Numbers 21, 8 and 10, what it says, the people were complaining against Moses, and poisonous snakes were released into the, the camp. When you begin to wrongfully fault, delegated, ordained righteous authority, you release poisons into your life. You need to understand that. Amen. All right, let's go now to verse eight. So the snakes are biting everybody. The poisonous snakes, they're biting everybody. 
Then the Lord speaks to Moses, make a snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and what? What's the instruction? Look and live. Not look at yourself. Not look at your good works. Not look at your desserts. But look at what he did. Look at Jesus on the cross. Look and live. When I came home from that restaurant, I saw a picture in my heart of Jesus on the cross. And I had a sense of his stomach. And he, he, his stomach paid the penalty for my stomach. The enzymes that were missing in me, he paid the price that I might all of a sudden supernaturally receive such that I can digest milk properly. He says here, anyone who is bitten, you ever been bitten by life, by sickness, by disease here, poisonous snakes? The answer is look to the cross and live. But if Christ has not been fully portrayed as the bearer of your sin. As the one who took it for you, you won't just look and live. You'll look and, and you'll do like they do in them church, see Jesus beat up on the cross and, and just leave there with a mournful attitude. Oh, look at the poor man and what happened. Stop it. He was our substitute. He was punished so you don't have to be punished. He was oppressed so you don't have to be oppressed. He was made poor that we don't have to become rich. He was cursed so we don't have to live under the curse. He became sin so that we could become righteousness. He was uh, uh, smitten. He was wounded that we could be healed. Moses says, he, what did Jesus say? Just like that snake in the wilderness, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Just like the snake, so the son of man. He said to Moses, make a snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and what? Live. He himself bore our sins on his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. So what did Moses do in verse uh, eight? So Moses made a bronze snake and he put it on a pole. He impaled the snake, if you will. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, you see, don't look at Jesus in his perfections. You'll miss it. You have to see Jesus as your substitute. Jesus becoming your sin, becoming your illness, becoming the snake, becoming the thing that destroyed you. We, we spent time on it. The, the earth got dark for the space of three hours because he took the curse. See him becoming everything wrong with you and bearing it and then saying it is finished, paid in full. It's no longer yours. I took it. I bore it. I absorbed it. I took it and then I rose from the dead in spite of it and I'm free from it. Are you hearing me? So that you can be free. Then when anyone was bitten by the snake and looked at the bronze snake, they live. Do you have an image? Of Jesus bleeding. Jesus hadn't drank water for probably a, a day. I mean, uh, he's bruised. Beard pulled out. Um, the soldiers punched him numerous times. So, um, you know, these guys were strong. They were soldiers. And, and then they beat him with sticks, the Bible said. And they actually beat the crown into his. He would, every part of him hurt. The psalmist says, uh, you know, I can count my bones. Why? Because every bone in his body throbbed with pain. 
So he could say, you know, little end of the pinky toe. I feel that it hurt. He hurt all over as your substitute. When we get a revelation of him as our substitute, Jesus, it's not about me. This is about you and the father. This is about a sacrifice that was made for every sin I've ever committed. It's about a sacrifice made for these cancer cells that are trying to grow in my body. Jesus, about you taking the disease into your every known disease. Jesus took on his body. He became a curse for us. He bore it and he bore it away. When we looked at the atonement, what happened? The scapegoat, the, the priest would lay hand on the scapegoat and the scapegoat would leave the camp. It would go away. And scripture is saying Jesus carried away. It took away our sins and sicknesses. So listen, I still like motion sickness. That's a weakness that while I was uh, reading this, I'm saying, Lord, you know, I think that's the next thing I need to come to you for to, to get free from this motion sickness. But I am not standing in my own righteousness to be made well. I'm standing in his. And when we do that, we're going to start to get results when it comes to healing. What I want to do is I want to end this service with an application. Don't wait for a feeling. Just know that you know he bore it. See, look and live. Didn't say feel and live. Look and live. Look and live. Jesus has been portrayed As your healer, look and live, look and live. You have diabetes. You have all these blood problems. Guess what? Jesus on Calvary's cross, the Bible says he took the curse. When we look in the book of Deuteronomy, there's all types of blood diseases listed in the curse of the law. He became curse. Sin, when it entered his system, what's the, the wages of sin is death. And the beginning of death is sickness, right? So when Christ was on the cross, he also became diseased. Let's add to the, the awful thing that happened to him. He became sin. And, and the, the man who knew no sin, all the diseases that ever were began to attack him. It was disgusting to see what happened to him on Calvary's cross. It was more than a beating. He became a a living wound so that we could be healed. So I want everyone to rise to their feet. And I want you to look and live just like what I did with my feet in my 20s. I finally saw healing as physical, not just spiritual. And in that moment, faith rose and my feet straightened out. What in your life do you need to straighten out? Jesus said this. He said, listen, guys, I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to teach you how to curse. That's how we began this thing, right? He said, listen, if you would say to this, this mountain, be thou removed. The same thing I did to that fig tree where I cursed it. I said, dry up. And it dried up from its roots. You could do the same thing. You could say to this mountain, be thou removed. What's a mountain? An impossible thing. Diabetes may be impossible. Cancer may seem impossible. HIV may be impossible. Our herpes may be impossible. There's no natural cure. But if you say to this mountain, don't doubt in your heart. Not not believing your belief, 
but not doubting what he accomplished at Calvary. Not doubting his righteousness. You're looking and living. You're looking at what he did for you. If you say to this mountain, be plucked up from you, be thou removed and cast into the, it shall be done for you. Right now, I need you to speak to some things. I need you to say to your mountain, say to your illness, Lord, I'm praying in your name, Jesus, not my own name, not based on how good I am. I'm, I'm beyond that now. I see the light, God, based on how good you are. Right now, look to your disease and begin to speak to it. Begin to, right now, talk to it. Begin to say, I'm free, I'm healed. Blood, no more diabetes. Liver, you function and operate as a heart. No more cancer cells. I demand a reversal right now in Jesus' name. He bore my iniquities. He bore my sickness. By his stripes, by his stripes, I'm here. I've never verified this, but people who studied this at one time, they said that there were 39 major diseases. I don't know if this is true. 39 major diseases on planet Earth. And the Bible says that he was beaten. And the odds are, you know, the the law taught that you were not to be beaten more than 40 stripes. So the Jews made sure that everyone was beaten at least one last less, lest they made a mistake and get under a curse. So Jesus was probably beaten. I know the Italians were doing the beating, but they were in Israel. He was probably hit on his back 39 times for all major diseases. He took that pain and he did it for you. Appropriate. Receive. Look. Live. You've been listening to a classic message from Derek Greer. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org slash salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.